Welcome to another edition of Real Talk with Real People, a candid conversation with Dr. Caroline Bethia Jones, and I am your host. 2020, the year that had many of us fearing for our lives, mistrusting our government, and questioning our faith. And faith is defined as complete trust or confidence in someone or something. It is a strong belief in God or in the doctrines of a religion based on spiritual apprehension rather than proof. In the Christian faith, faith is the substance of what we hope for and the evidence of the unseen. In the Old Testament, faith describes the covenant between God and his people and the trust and belief that God would keep his promises. Now faith in Islam is the belief in the unity of Allah Muslims believe in one Lord, and that is Allah, the Almighty. In Buddhism, faith refers to a serene commitment to the practice of the Buddhist teachings and trust in enlightened or highly developed beings. A connection to faith has long been recognized as having a deeply profound impact on emotional well-being. And 2020 has certainly challenged our emotional well-being. But throughout history, a connection to a higher power has been the cornerstone of empowerment that has sustained us. But faith without works is dead. So what must we do through our collective faith in a higher power to bring healing to a world that has been sickened by hatred, racism, inequality, and despair? Well, that is what I plan to discover in my candid conversations with men and women of faith and those who may have lost their faith. So join me as I seek to uncover the one universal law that will bring us all together and bring healing. My topic is religion. So how does religion affect the behavior of human beings? How does religion enforce moral laws? Some would argue that religion controls actions which limits our freedom. And speaking of freedom, how does free will play into people's attitudes? Well, the purpose of this podcast is not to vilify religion or downplay its effect it has on the lives of individuals who practice it. I am hoping that through our individual conversations and our individual religious experiences, we can spread love, hope, unity, and healing, as well as justice and equality to a world that is in desperate need of all of the above. Well, Stevie Wonder says it well in a song when he says that the world is in need of love today. I could not agree more. My guest today is Khadija Bethay. Khadija, how are you? I'm, I'm fine. Alhamdulillah. Good. Thank you for joining me on this candid conversation. I'm going to enjoy a conversation with you. Alhamdulillah. Good. So listen, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, okay? Okay. Um, I am a mom of two. Been married uh, 23 years. 
Um, I, <laughs> I um, do teach at this prison time. I was in the music business at one time um, uh, as a marketing promoter person for the music business. And I did get a lot of plaques and awards for that. But I had to leave that eventually. Um, I um, right now, I would say I'm in, back in school for first year my degree in religion and Islamic studies, and my and I'm working on my masters in teaching. Okay, that sounds great. So as you know, this is a podcast about religion. Yes. So um, I want you to tell us your um, your spiritual journey. How did you get to the place you are right now? Because all of us have a journey and we all started from somewhere and we all have arrived to where we are arrived. So tell us how you arrived to where you are right now. Okay. All right. Um, great. Um, I, right now I am, I am Muslim on uh, how I became Muslim. How, um, I end up finding this way of life. I, um, was born Christian. I was born on um, a Baptist family. Uh, my mom and dad both was Baptist, and my mom went through her spiritual journey with us. <laughs> so I ended up being Pentecostal for a minute. And when I became 16, I had to go and I um, try to figure out what was right for me. So I visit a whole bunch of different religions. I went to um, Seventh Day Adventist, which at 16 is not good for a 16 year old. So worship <laughs> 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 really? on Saturday was not the best. That was just not cool. Um, then I went to um, the synagogue with my friend Rebecca Fancy, mm-hmm. uh, but I was the only black person there, so I felt awkward. Uh-huh. Uh, then I went to Jehovah Witness, and as growing up as a kid, we, my family did Christmas and holidays very big, so I was just not happy with that at all. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this, this, I'm so serious. It was so funny. Um, I went to um, a Messenger's Church, which I really like because I'm a Little House of the Prairie fan. Mm-hmm. And we went in there, we were singing hums and not the book, and I can't sing. But um, it was just too, it was not enough gospel for me, gospel music per se. Okay. So, yeah, I've, I've, I've away from that. So, uh, and then my last venture was to the Nation of Islam. I visited the Nation of Islam. I liked it, but it was kind of weird because they always talk about, you know, dislikes for white people. Right. And I had white friends, so I couldn't really relate too much. Right. But right. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, but I didn't relate, so I left it alone. So um, years passed, I ended up getting married. Um, my husband went through a journey of the 5% nation, nation of Islam, and then he became Sunni Orthodox Muslim. Mm-hmm. But during his um, journey of his religion, he was able to see things that he pointed out to me after we got married. But he never, ever, never forced Islam on me whatsoever. Okay. He just never. He, um, matter of fact, he compromised um, <laughs> to the point that if I um, did Halloween, he asked me not to do Punk, you know, not to do ghosts and goblins and right, stuff. Right. And I did pumpkin patches, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He asked me not to do Christmas bugs. I went and got ornaments, which was extra expensive, you know. Then he been down and said, "Just do the bugs." <laughs> it's <Yeah>. cost too. <laughs> but um, yeah. So that that led me to a lot of things back and forth. But he okay. never pr- he never pressured me whatsoever. Okay, that's good. Finally, never, never. He never even said anything. He would just pray. Um, he'll, he'll say little comments, nothing, nothing, nothing. Just went with the flow. Um, what happened was when we, <laughs> and this is a funny story, what happened, I believe that God touches everybody a certain way. Yes. With, with a certain um, responsibility and a certain direction. 
So with my, my going this direction in Islam, we was in a house, and um, I will never forget this. Um, I was in school at UNCG for my marketing entrepreneurship degree at the time, mm-hmm. and we had an issue with the light company real bad. I was working as a manager for Bojangles, and um, my husband had lost his job, so he was collecting unemployment for a minute. The unemployment ran out. I get paid every two weeks, and the light company couldn't care less. <laughs> so the plan was to cut the lights off, and I'm like, oh, my God. My husband has started collecting his unemployment six months prior. I'm telling them I'm getting paid in the following week. Can they wait? And they said no. So at this moment, I'm upset. I go to the ministries and stuff. I got turned down because of my job and because I do get school uh, refunds at the time, which was gone. And I'm saying to myself, oh, my God. So I'm in the house flipping and upset and writing down lists how we're going to save the food and stuff. And my husband comes in and says, I prayed about it. And he went back in the room and sat down and watched TV. Okay. So I'm sitting there like, excuse me, you, you prayed about it? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, what? <laughs> and now I thought he had lost his mind. I got the two boys trying to figure out what I'm going to do with them during right. the two weeks that we're going to be in the dark. So I'm like totally upset right now. And, and the next morning, he gets up and he says, well, you know, God spoke to me. I said, what? He said, I had a dream to go check my unemployment card. Now I'm really looking at him like he's crazy. I said, you ain't cut the unemployment in six months. The bill was only $110. And I just want to understand why Duke Power couldn't wait. Right. Then um, he comes back in and so I got $340 in my card. I was like, oh, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah, that, that, that right there. And like I said, everybody, you know, God points everybody to a direction that you need to be pointed to mm-hmm. the way he wants you to go. So I'm assuming at that moment that he wanted me to learn about Islam. <laughs> okay, so it was your husband's faith. His yes. faith and his stern faith and his belief that God would do what God promised he would do. Yes. Okay. Yes, that's yeah. all right. That's a testimony yeah. right there. And I, and I went straight to school um, the next day at UNCG and signed up for Islamic. Because I really didn't want people's religious beliefs right. explaining something to me. Because I, I, you know, I had that fear that people would try to force you to, to do their religion. Right. So I just wanted a circular understanding of what Islam really was. And so I ended up signing up for class for that. And then I found out that it just was no different. It just, it's not a difference. It's just a, um, a, pra- a certain practices that's a little bit more strenuous. And, but it helps some people to be on, on the straight path. It helps them to be focused because some people just not focused. Right, some people right. need, you know, a, a guidelines or a map or, a, um, you know, just a, a guideline to follow to do what they have to do. Some people have it naturally. Yes, you know, I like agree. you have it naturally. Yes, <laughs> I agree. Yeah, yeah. So, is there a difference between Islam for men and women? Like, I guess what I'm asking is, the lessons and the the teaching is it different for men than it is for women? Not at all. So everybody gets the same teaching. Exactly the same teaching. Oh, okay. It's based on um, since, since well, Islam is based on the faith. You have to understand the faith. Of, of Islam. It's six principles of Islam and faith that every Muslim, not female Muslim, male Muslim, every Muslim are obligated to learn. Okay. And the, the six things that we believe as Muslims is we believe in the oneness of God. We believe in all his prophets, every last one. And we believe in Jesus, uh, um, uh, Moses, which we call Musa, okay. um, Abraham, John the Baptist, 
Elijah, Elijah's. We believe in the same prophets that our Christian brothers and sisters believe in, um, exactly to the same, which we have to study each one down to Noah mm-hmm. and so forth. Um, we believe in all the books that God sent. We believe in the Torah. Mm-hmm. We believe in the gospel. We believe in the Psalms, the book of Psalms. We also believe in the books that was taken away from us, like Noah had a book. Abraham had his book, but we believe that they was taken. Okay, yes, yes. And we believe in the Quran as the last revelation. Not the only revelation, but the last. Okay, interesting. We believe in all his angels and poor Gabriel. <laughs> and monetism religion, he's the one that got bring news to all the prophets all the time. Yeah. Like yeah. um Abraham, he brought he he talked to Prophet Muhammad Sali Wasalam for um, twenty years of revelations. He um, you know, he went to Musa Moses, um he went to Jesus, um, he went to Mary. Yeah, Gabriel is a, a working angel for real. Um, so we believe in all his angels, and we believe they unlimited. You know, God can make as many angels as He want because He's God. Mm-hmm. Um, we also believe in the Day of Judgment, um, Judgment Day, and that you're going to be judged based on your intentions and based on the things that you do and your deeds. And we also believe in God's decree that He already knows what's going to happen. We we don't need to know. He knows already what's going to happen, and He leads us in a, a path to get us to that direction that. It, that's positive to get us there. We as humans have a tendency to, to stray and want to, you know, do our own nuffs and do our own thing and take us off the track. But God always trying to put us on track. Okay. And that's what we believe. All right. Now, how we follow that belief. Yeah. There's principles that men and women both have to do to follow that belief. And that's the five pillars of Islam. So that's when you hear people talk about the Shahada. Mm-hmm. You, you, you announce the Shahada stating that you believe in the oneness of God. Um, the other thing is that you believe that Prophet Muhammad Wasallam is the last prophet, not the only prophet, not somebody you worship, but that he's the last prophet and he brought the last book and there's no more after that. We believe that um, we practice that um, prayer five times a day. We practice Sakat, which is charity, is a mandatory charity. And then you have a, um, a, 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 you know, a, a charity where you could do on your own. Mm-hmm. And charity is a very big thing in Islam. Um, we have Ramadan that you have to do, which is a fasting. And we believe that Ramadan fasting period is one of the best, closest way to get to God because it's between you and you and God. And we also have the the um, Hajj, where okay. we make a privileges to Jerusalem, Mecca, and Medina. Oh, okay. And that's that's the pillars. That's the build. That's the well, I would say the actions of what we believe. Okay, thanks for sharing that with us too Because like I said A lot of people don't know any of this stuff But they assume that they know everything About every single person That, that does not study the way they want them to study I'm yes. hoping what this podcast do Is can bring us to an understanding that Each of us have our different practices It does not mean that one person is better than the other person Or more right than the other person But my thing has always been We should all be moving toward God Yes. We should all be living our lives in such a way that we are all moving toward the glory of God. That's, that's true. Yes. I'm gonna add to that. I would like to add to that. We believe in, um, according to the book of the Quran, the Quran states that the best of us is the most pious and the most righteous of us. Okay. It never says anything about who got the better religion, who exactly. got the better. It just says who is, you know, according to Judgment Day. The best of us is the most pious and the most righteous. Right. Now, do you believe that there's a difference between religion and spirituality? 
Well, I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, in my studies so far, in the word religion was a made up word from the people in the West trying to categorize people in the East, and they say they still trying to define it. Spirituality has to deal with the way of life, and I believe Islam, Christianity, Judaism is a way of life. Mm-hmm. See, a lot of people want to make religion. Once you put the religion, that word religion, it separates it from everyday life. Right. Because it's like, okay, I'm going to go to church Sunday or I'm going to go to Juma on Friday, you know, and that's it. And I may go to set classes and that's it. And everything stops. Right. It's not incorporating it in the, the way you treat your wife, the way you treat your neighbors, the way you treat your children, the way you treat um, your employees at work. And it doesn't incorporate that. It just right. it separates that. Right. And so I don't even use the word religion. Right. Right. Spirituality to me deals with the inner, the inner being. So now you taking that spirituality and incorporating it with the way of how you operate with your neighbors, how you working at your job with your coworkers. It's everyday life. Right. So to me, I I would call myself more spiritually if I had to say that. Okay. Because it's dealing with the way of life. I apply Islam in everything I do. Okay, and I'm glad you said that because that is how I deal with myself. I've always asked the question and I was told that there is no difference, but I believe that there is a difference based upon exactly what you just said. I consider myself spiritual because although I practice Christianity, Christianity is my way of life. I live according to a moral code that's embedded inside of me that that makes me want to do what is right, um, treat my neighbors right, love my my enemies and, and love everybody. I believe love to be the universal law that is shared between every single, I'm going to say so-called religion, because like you pointed out, religion is just a name that we put to organized, um, hmm, I don't want to. Rituals. Yeah. Rituals. Yeah. So, um, that's good. We, we at least share that definition. So this part of the, um, podcast, this segment where I'm talking to women, because I'm speaking about how far women have come in oh, yeah. in religion, first of all, because there was a time when women's thoughts and their values or what they had to say wasn't even considered um, among the men who practice religion. So it is um, important to me to highlight the deeds of women because I believe that women are the most nurturing of all of the both sexes, first of all. And so we have a uh, an innate ability to show love. I'm not saying that that's across the board because there. No, is, no, it is. Yeah, it but um, <laughs> okay, but so let's talk about um women in that aspect. Um, okay, well, Islam is a little bit different. Now, on that note, Islam yeah. is a little bit different from Christianity because in Islam, from day one, women had just equal rights as men. Okay. The, the first university, which is still around to this day, is in uh, Morocco. Was um started and founded by a woman Muslim. Oh, okay. The very first university in this world. What's her name? Share that with us. Uh, Fatima. Her name is Fatima. Okay. I forgot the last, I can't pronounce the last name. I'm still learning Arabic. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but um, her name is Fatima and she built the very first in the world um, university in Morocco for education. Okay. So yeah, women are very big on that. Um, and education is important for the women as well as the men, right? Oh, yes, definitely. And Islam is because the woman is the first nurturer of the child. Yes, yes. The woman has to be educated because you got to teach the child. You got to teach the child um, etiquette on how to behave, 
um, the way of life with Islam, the daily prayers the, in, in, in Arabic and stuff like that, math, English, grammar. Um, the woman is the first teacher of the child. So they really, uh, some of these, um, and you know, a lot of cultures get mixed up into the religion, which mm -hmm. is not Islam. Islam is told to us that to be it's a, it's a perfect way of life. People are just not perfect. <laughs> right, right, right. And but that's, that's Christianity too. It's not just yeah. Islam. Christianity too. I, I study Christianity. Like I said, Christianity is a way of life for me. It is not. And sometimes I get just as, just as disappointed as you may get when you see someone who bears the name of Islam or Muslim and not living according to the um, the precepts. I yes. feel exactly the same way. It is a way of life. And if you really are not considering changing your lifestyle for the better and for the good of your family, yeah. for the people around you, for the world. Um, I am always often accused, especially by my daughter, of trying to save the world. <laughs> Me too. Yes. <laughs> Mommy, you cannot save the world. And she's right. I cannot save the world. But I feel that each of us have an obligation to the world. Yes, we do. We have, and I have an obligation. I like to see, I, I like to be a person who, who puts myself in a position to make the changes in myself that I would like to see in the world. And just like you, and we're going to talk about um, what you do in your, um, uh, the teachings that you have for, for the women who come to, to you. Um, yes. And my organization, Sisters Helping Sisters in Christ Ministry, it is exactly what we strive for. I am yeah. not trying to teach a religion as much as I am trying to teach a lifestyle. Yes. I'm, yes. Yes, um, yes. You know why? I, I 100% agree. See, it's, and there's so many similarities between Christianity, Judaism, and yes. Islam. Ridiculous. And, and, and the, but the devil's job is to separate people. Of course it is. You know, so he's going to do that. <laughs> and he's going to work overtime while we're sleeping. He's definitely working overtime. Absolutely. But um, in Islam, we're told to convey the message, even if it's one verse just that's all you're supposed to do is convey the messages one god you know and then um dealing with um learning the way of life in islam is told and this is why i say the, the muslims that they they hear about in the media mm -hmm. is so opposite of what islam teaches it's told to us it is a sin and which we say you may hear the word haram it is a sin to try to convert somebody to islam right. this is a major sin because only God can make who he wants to make Christian. Only God can make who he wants to make Judas, Jew. Mm -hmm. Only God can make who he wants to make Muslim. He chooses who they're going to be. That's the path he chose for them. And he's going to lead them on that path. There's nothing you can do. Right. You know? And so, I often tell people to follow the path that they're on. Yes. And just be the best. My goal in life is to help you be the best you that you're trying to be. I can't tell you what your journey is. You should no. already know what it is. Yeah, yeah. And, or, or pray about it. God will lead you. Exactly. We, we are taught prayer. The Fatiha is what you hear the Muslims say five times a day. Is the Fatiha It's really mm -hmm. short. And I'm, let me say it real quick. I'm saying in English. Okay. It says, um, and it's it's similar to the Lord's Prayer, which is so you know you know when I talk to my um, non-Muslim brothers and sisters, um, when we discuss that, they just be smiling like, "Wow, it's the same thing, just shorter." Mm -hmm. <laughs> I told me just shorter, but it goes this way. In the name of Allah, the most gracious, the most merciful, all praises due to Allah, a Lord of all the worlds, the most gracious, the most merciful, the master, a day of judgment. Thee do we worship, thy aid we seek. Show us the straight way, not the way to disbelievers, but the way to ones with true guidance from our Lord. I mean, and that's what we say. 
and and that's a great prayer because it's, it's what I pray every day, <laughs> you know, because I, I, I may not know those exact words, but it's the same meaning is what I'm trying to mm -hmm. say. Mm -hmm. I, the Lord the same meaning. Yeah, just lead me, lead me to yep. the right way because I, I'm not in this to try to do what is wrong. I have a desire to do what is right. I have a desire to live right. I have a desire to treat my fellow man right. It's a desire that I have within me. And, mm -hmm. and so this is what we bring to the table when we're dealing with our women empowerment courses. Now, let's talk about some of the, um, the classes that you, that you teach because um, I know that you and your husband um, has a, a nonprofit organization. You want to talk a little bit about that? Okay, yeah. Well, actually, we, um, <laughs> we have three. Okay, let's talk about all three, three of them. Okay, well, I'm going to start with one where it's called partnership. Okay. The, the one that um, deals with charity, because remember I said the pillars of Islam, the building blocks of what we believe, the actions of what we believe, is one of the major actions is charity. Okay. It's sakat. And there's two kinds. You have sakat where um, is obligatory sakat that God puts on us 2% um, of our pay that we have to pay to not necessary to our, our masters or our play of worship. We have to pay sakat that money to somebody in need. We as um, as uh, Muslims are responsible for making sure that our prayer place of worship is covered. That has nothing to do with helping somebody in need. So you have a sakat. Then you have a, um, another form of charity, which you call sadaqa, which is um, you know your choice if you want to do it or not. So our shura is based on both. We try to help people when it's time to, for them to give their 2.5%. They can give it to us and we'll make sure it gets to the poor. Or they can just do random, like we have a random thing that we're doing now. We did a food drive recently mm -hmm. um, where um, we worked with the Sakat Foundation. We gave away 900 boxes of fresh produce to the community. Mm -hmm. uh, Muslim or non-Muslim, I don't know why people think that Muslims only service Muslims. But <laughs> you guys, it's humanity. We're humanity, right? Right, right. Um, right now, we're dealing with the cold drive because it is it has gotten cold down in North Carolina for some odd reason. But um, but the weather is really acting different, and we know what it is. We know we all living in the end times. Right, right. So right now, we have a cold drive where we you know collecting blankets and stuff like that. So our show is based on doing charity in the community. Um, one more thing that we're doing, um, which will be coming in March, is EB babies. This is everybody's babies. <laughs> so we, you know, collect slightly used um, baby clothes. And oh, stuff okay. Like that. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then we go, we bag it up pretty. We put it in gift bags. Because, you know, you know when people are struggling, they don't want everybody to know that they're struggling. No, absolutely. Say. I totally agree. Yeah. Now, anybody can donate to your organizations. Is that correct? Exactly. Anybody can take from it, too. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Yeah. Anybody can donate. Um, we had worked in partnership with uh, a church down here one time when we made hot food and we always went out and we serviced the hot food in the community and stuff like that. So, yeah, we worked together as long as we're on the same understanding of doing charity. Okay. <laughs> now, nobody's attention sometimes because only God knows your intentions. You could be doing it just as, you know, well, I just want to say I'm working with the Muslims or you can be doing it generally because, okay, let's work together and get it done. Have no idea what your intentions are, but, um, the outcome is the people get their service, and that's what that's absolutely. The, so that's our shura. Then you have um, Muslima committee. Now the Muslima committee, and a lot of people don't know this. Islam, again, I say, is one is, is God's religion, is a God, way of life. Um, any religion, well, I'm going to say religion because that's rituals, but I'm going to say any way of life that God ordains for us is perfect. People are just not perfect, mm -hmm. but <laughs> the way of life is is laid out pretty for us. That being said, um. 
I started the Muslim Committee of North Carolina when I first accepted Islam because I didn't see the sisterhood that I saw when I was an Eastern star. Okay. And that bothered me. So, because there's a lot in, in Greensboro for some reason, and this is one of the areas where there's a lot of different cultures. You have Muslims from Niger, Nigeria, Sudan, Somalian, Pakistan, Morocco, from all different countries with all different languages. So what I did when I started that, I just started bringing the sisters together, no matter what their culture was. Because I saw that when I went to my place of worship, people was in little corners. You had the Moroccans over here. <laughs> you had the Pakistanians over here. You had Somalians over here. Mm -hmm. So with this organization, it kind of forced the sisters to come together and to share. And it really worked out beautifully. Oh, okay. But in that, um, in, in this area especially, we have a lot of people that convert into Islam in droves. And a lot of new shahadas, which we call new shahadas, people that just accepted, um, are so lost. So that's when I started the Halakha for You. The Halakha for You is our study group. So we, in that study group, we invite sisters, um, Muslims and non-Muslims. And the reason I say we stress the non-Muslims, because these days, like yourself even, you have somebody in your family that's Muslim. You don't have no idea what they're about. Right, exactly. <laughs> so on Sunday mornings um, at 10, we, we invite the, um, the non-Muslim sisters to come in if they're not going to church at that time. And just to, it's only an hour, so it won't take up a lot of time, um, to ask questions. We give them what Islam really is, what the woman's role really is, um, what their rights are, because there's a lot of rights. The women have a lot of rights in Islam. There's so many, it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. There's so many that one brother cried when me and my husband told him if he was going to get married. And he just had an outburst. He said, do you know how many rights the women have? He was like, oh, okay. Oh. He said, it's going to go forever. We only have five. I was like, oh, well, brother, I, don't, I, can't, <laughs> I can't help you with that. But, um, yeah, so we so that study session is for that's for the new Muslims, okay. the um, non-Muslim women, and recently, um, because the sisters believe that is obligation obligation to learn, and you're learning for the rest of your life. Yes, we have seasoned sisters. I'm not called seasoned sisters. Those are ones that's born in Islam or been Muslim for over thirty years. They also participate. Oh, okay, okay. So I I love that because we're all sharing our religious experiences and yeah. um that's how we're going to come together so yeah. the world as you can see the world a lot has mm -hmm. been happening like you mentioned even earlier that you believe we're in the end times i, I believe that too um yeah. what can we do to to bring some light into the world if if we had one message that we wanted to deliver to anybody who's listening to our voice right now what would that message be from you how I do we get people to come together I'm, I'm going to say, I'm never, I'm never, you're going to learn this from me. I would never say nothing for myself, per se, because I don't know the answers, but I know God do. And we believe that the Prophet, Prophet Muhammad, told us that the best of the best was Jesus. Mm -hmm. Now, Jesus said, and if everybody did this, this would be awesome. Just be kind to your neighbor. Okay. So if everybody just put one neighbor and just did a chain reaction, just being kind to that one neighbor beside you, that neighbor beside them, that neighbor beside them, this would be a better place. Okay. Now, one of the things that I, I like to say is that I want us to bring together the one universal law that will make the biggest difference in the world. And um, I, I know what I believe that is, but what do you think that one universal law is that will bring everybody to a place of unity? Um, 
worshiping God the way He wants us to worship Him. It'll be to me that bring unity. Okay. If everybody understands exactly what God, how God wants you to worship Him, and in your worship, you'll be doing kind to your family, to your parents, your obligation to your neighbors, obligation to your community. It'll make it a better world. Okay. So basically, in a nutshell, everybody mind their their business and also be mindful of of the people around them. Yes. Now that's one of the um <laughs> the funny you say that. That's one of the rules in Islam to mind your business. Okay. It, yeah, makes, it makes perfect sense to me because we yeah. have too many busybodies in everybody's business and and one of the things that I love that you said is that you don't try to convert somebody. I literally love that because I don't think that it is right to try to convert somebody. I think what you do is you take away a person's right to choose for themselves. And yeah. I think it's it's amazing when when we can simply just walk beside someone who's on a journey and just be there if they need our assistance or they're seeking our help. But I truly don't want to be this person who's trying to ram my my beliefs or or my even my journey down somebody else's uh, throat, because basically I'm on this journey. This is my journey. Yes. And, and you are on your journey. Yep. But if we can yep. come together or we meet in a path or we're we're on the same road, then let us be kind to each other. Let us support what each of us are doing while we're on our journey. Yes, I agree. We have a um in Muslim community where we have a sisters talk dawah dinner where we invite um non Muslim women to dinner once a month and we just dialogues like an interfaith kind of situation. Right. Because um you to, to to also go on your journey is to seek information. Yes, yes. So yes. you don't treat somebody wrong that you don't know why you're treating them wrong. Unless <laughs> you you know you research what you you know about them. Right. So when we do these things, a lot of the um people that do come, sometimes we have a whole entire church that come, sisters of churches. Um, we'll visit the church, we'll visit the synagogue, and we'll talk about um, what Islam is. And when we finish, they be in total shock. They be like, we had no idea. It's like yeah, it's, it's it's really simple. But we not like I said, we're not forced to pressure nobody to accept Islam. You know why? I'm gonna tell you why. We believe, and then this is in all religions. If you take the Ten Commandments, you mm -hmm. take the very first one: Thou shalt have no other god but me. So if you force somebody to do something they don't want to do, that makes you like a demigod. Right, right. You become that's their god. Like, right, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's a major sin. That, in, in Islam, we call that shirt. We call that major shirt, and it's going to lead you straight to the hellfire by yourself. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And it, it's in the same realm that I, when I tell people the difference between in, in Christianity is why we're we we know that we no longer have to listen to um, the evil side. You know what I'm saying? We yes. we we don't have to because whoever you listen to becomes your master. Whoever you obey yep. becomes your master. It's, yep. um, you know, like you said, in, in our religion, it's the first thing, it's the first rule we see that in Adam and Eve. You, you understand what I'm saying? The, yes. Whoever you listen to and follow, that is your master. Yes. So yes. I believe in choices and consequences. It has been the thing that I have taught through my women's empowerment classes from the very beginning. From the very beginning, it's understood that you are actually making your own choices. And also the consequences that come with those choices are yours. It's nobody yep. else's. We didn't put that on you. No. And the first thing we, we teach is accountability. You have to first be accountable for yeah. your life and what you do. 
because that accountability is you. You are doing everything you are making Everything happened in your life. You are doing that. Not Khadijah, not Caroline, not you are doing that. And when you first get to see that, you have to make the right choices for yourself. And that's what we pretty much teach. Our whole organization, and I and I believe yours as well, is to motivate, uplift, educate, and, and, and try to get um, women to see their own path. And to make their own choices and to be able to make good choices. One of the verses in Christianity that I live by is that we were created to do good works. God did not put us here for us to fail and for us to to not be able to live according to his laws. We have the capabilities of doing that and we have to first see that we can. That's so true. You know something, I was listening to you say this like, um, and yeah, that's in our halakha we stress that because we have a lot of um, new shahadas that come in, and they get confused. I was one of those that thought something different. I thought I was supposed to be submissive. I didn't understand what it really meant to be submissive. Um, and as I learned, I realized that the woman do have even in Islam. Well, a lot of people don't notice in Islam the woman chooses her husband. Mm-hmm. The husband don't choose her; she chooses the one she want to be with. Okay, you know, and, and is a lot of people get that confused with. They, what they see and they get confused with the polygamy um how how they feel that the woman's oppressed i mean it's far from it it's far from it is matter of fact i think the brothers get stressed out <laughs> the ones that do it right and, and follow what god says they be stressed out and they get out to make sure everything is balanced all the time mm-hmm. they have to be just and um this is so much like it is a saying in islam and i love this saying that paradise is at the foot of your mother Oh, I love that saying. Mm, yeah, that's they, they totally believe that. And that's how you have to treat your mom. There was a gentleman that came to the prophet, selling with some lamb, and asked, how can he get to heaven? What was the easy way to get to heaven? So the prophet tells him, well, do you have a mother? He said, yeah. He said, well, be good to your mother. He said, what's another way? He said, do you have a mother? He said it three times. And then he finally said, oh, your father too. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Wow!" So that's that's the status of women in Islam. It's it's like really beautiful, and it, it's a, it's just You know, it's you know what the devil works on making sure to try to give everybody that is different religions. Yes, all of us follow the, the religion of Abraham. Only thing that Islam believes is that its book is the last book, the last revelation. Mm-hmm. That's it. A lot of people, um, when I talk to my sisters in um, Christianity. I tell him, I said, the Bible is the basis instructions before leaving earth. Yeah. You know, so, but if you don't know how to do that, then the Quran here that says, okay, let me explain how you do this. You do it this way, blah, 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 blah. And this goes into a little bit more detail to help you understand what you need to do according to what Jesus had laid out originally. Right. You know, and, 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 and the, people, yeah, the, I'm sorry, the religious of the religion of Abraham is basically um, belief in God, belief yeah. in God. You know, um, and Christianity says that Abraham was counted as righteous because he believed God. And we need to believe God. It's almost like the story that you said about your husband who went and prayed and he (laughs) said, no, because let me tell you why. Because it means this is what Jesus did. He went and prayed and he always waited for the revelation. We, We sometimes don't. We must don't believe God if we don't wait for the revelations. Nobody is saying sit and wait and do nothing. 
We're saying sit and wait for the revelation because God will reveal it to you. You see how close this religion is to each other? Exactly. And we believe in patience. We believe that you pray for it and you be patient. And God will give you time when he feels it's time for you to have it. But you be patient, but you have to believe. That exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it's not like he's not going to give you the revelation. He will give you the revelation. Yeah, that's you know, a lot of people don't understand too in Islam we believe that Jesus is the Messiah and that he's just gonna come back and he's gonna teach we you know, he's gonna continue teaching because he gotta finish his time on earth. Um the you know, teaches us the right way, the right path and stuff like that. So we do believe that he's coming back. So a lot of um things that the Prophet Muhammad would say, he would quote in the Quran um jesus mm -hmm. if anybody takes time out just to read the quran and like i said it's not no matter of conversion nobody right 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 that um in the quran muhammad the prophet muhammad is not really mentioned he's talked to but who's mentioned mostly in the quran is moses and jesus well jesus. I and also yeah. Quran, yeah a lot of people don't know this each chapter, we, we call it surahs, but in English you would say chapter. Right, There's right. There's a chapter in the Quran that's called the woman. All about us. Yes. I I have a Quran because your husband gave me one. Yes, ma'am. Yes, and um, um, all of you know that, that I literally love all of their scriptures, all of the religions. I have a Torah. Yes. I have um, the um, Baghdad. Baghdad, I have all of that. I love reading sacred writings. Yes, me too. I, yes. I believe in all of the sacred writings to the point in which it's not me um, saying that I'm denouncing what, you know, who I, it, no. I mm -hmm. have a, a real desire to understand all things that are sacred. Yes. And I have lots of respect for all of the religions. And so I don't, walk around trying to judge what everybody is or who, you know, what, you know, you believe in, what, that's not my job to do. No. But I do want to learn because especially when you're dealing with all different types of women, and you must know this too, because you said you invite non-Muslims in, you yes. can't help an individual until you know the core of, of where they sit. Yes. And I want to understand someone who has a belief in something that's not my belief. Yes. And so I have given myself opportunity to learn and study all of the religions of the world and read all of the sacred um, scriptures, some of them that were lost to us that are now found, some that, yeah. you know, are not in the Bible, didn't make it in the Bible. And even the Bible itself says that if we put everything in the Bible, you wouldn't even be able to pick up the Bible. <laughs> That's how much scripture and sacred script is out there. So you know that I what the Quran says, and a lot of people don't understand when you when you glance through it and stuff, it has a, a verse which we call ayat, right? That says that it's a conclusion. And everybody gotta realize you give you the definition. Conclusion means a summary. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a it's a summary of what's right, from the right, right. So the Quran is saying that I'm taking this summary of the gospel, of the books of Psalms, of the Torah, and just summarize it into a smaller text of 144 chapters for you to live the religion mm -hmm, of God. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's basically what it is. And that's why I tell people it's not no different. Um, I really tell them, like for Ramadan, I tell myself, I tell my Christian brothers and sisters, I say, y'all need to be fasting. What do you mean we need to be fasting? Ramadan is not for Muslims. Ramadan is for everybody. All the books um, from God was revealed. If you take a chart, 
and take your time. The um, scholars already got it figured out. They would break down when the Torah was revealed to Moses, when the gospel was revealed to Jesus. And during that time is that month where everybody fasts. So now I have my, my we have a little group, um, interfaith group that fasts with us. So we have our Christian sister, mm-hmm. uh, um, Jewish brother. <laughs> he, he, don't ask, this is the weirdest thing, but he comes in and he wants to socialize. And so we made it open for both brothers and sisters um, of different faiths during Ramadan. And we talk about the books that was revealed and when they was re- revealed during that time. Okay. You know, and the last book that was revealed is the Quran that was in. Okay. I believe in all the religions. I, I mean, I study all the religions. I, I, the weirdest thing, when I accepted Islam, this is so backwards, though. But when I accepted Islam, and one of the conditions in Islam is that you have to know all the books. So, in other words, they tell us that God is going to judge you based on the book that you're supposed to read. Because you're supposed to read from the cradle to the grave. You're supposed to study from the cradle to the grave. That's yes, a, yes. Christianity. Mm-hmm. And, in, and, and another term, the same concept in Islam, you're obligatory to seek knowledge for the rest of your life. Yes, so yes, thing. yes, yes. So that being said, they said that um, in the Quran, it says that on a day of judgment, the Jew is going to be called up and he's going to be based on his book. He's going to be judged on the book that God left him mm-hmm. to, to what he followed. So if you are Jewish, you're going to be judged on the Torah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you're Christian, you're going to be judged on that Bible. Mm-hmm. So it's obligatory for you to study that Bible, to understand the rules and regulations that God set for you, to, to practice according to not what you want to practice, but what God has set for you to Absolutely. practice. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and a lot of people don't do that. They, I, well, I don't do that because I have sisters tell me that. I have one sister that, well, I don't cover because I don't want to. I said, but if God, if you said you're Muslim <laughs> <laughs> and God on judgment day said, I told you, but you told him because you didn't want to, uh, where that's going to fit out? Yeah. The same in, in, same in Christianity. If the man in, in the Bible tells a man he's supposed to provide for his wife. Now, I don't want to provide, she need to work too and put in the yeah, 50, yeah. <laughs> but did the Bible, did God tell you that? Because <laughs> on judgment day, he's going to say, I didn't tell you to do that. So you did what you wanted to do. I asked you to worship yeah. me the way I want you to worship me. You decide to do what you want to do. Well, the Bible tells us that we should study to show ourselves approved. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh man, look, and, 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 I'm going to be honest with you in my my coming across my little Christian sisters and mm-hmm. my Jewish sisters and my Muslim sisters, some of them just do, do what they want to do. Well, they, I do encourage, always, I encourage everybody to study um, the Bible. That is the reason why included with my women's empowerment classes, there is Bible study classes because I need you to understand what's in the Bible. Like you just said. So we study mm-hmm. the Bible from Genesis to revelation. Um, don't laugh at me too hard, but when I accepted Islam and I found out that, the Jew is going to be okay. So they said this: the Jewish person is going to be tested on that Torah. Then the Christian is going to be tested on that Torah because it's part of the Bible and the Gospel. Then the Muslim, because they told that the Quran is a summary, is going to be tested on the Torah, the Bible, and the Quran. <laughs> there I you ran, go. See, there you go. <laughs> I ran to school so quick and signed up for a Bible. I ain't read the whole Bible when I was Christian. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. And it, look at this, right? I've already read the um the Torah, the Quran, and the Bible. I'm reading all three of them books. Like I said, I even threw the back the Giza in there too. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And all the rest of the scripture that's been lost to us that ain't you know that you know whatever. Like I, I yes, like the you know the Gospel of Thomas, all the Gnostic stuff. You know, <laughs> the Kabbalah. I listen. I'm I'm covering it all. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I even I went even to a Buddha class. But uh, the Buddhism kind of threw me off a little bit. But they, they, they threw me completely off. I was a little mad with my Buddhist teacher when he was telling me. He was like, yeah, but the highest form of rec- rec- well, was a, uh, reincarnation is human. But only men can go to heaven. So I said, wait a minute. <laughs> you tell me I'm already condemned because I'm a woman? I exactly, right? I said, you know what? I can keep that. <laughs> I'm all right with the Abrahamic faith. So I'm good. I know we're on the same path and the same understanding. Cause that just threw me completely right. Wrong. And you know, it's a lot. It's a lot of reading. It's a lot of studying. I get it. Because I've even yeah. had some of my students complain about the homework that I give. And that, you know, <laughs> it's just too much like school, they say to me. <laughs> you know, I, it, is, it, is. it is school. It is. it is. It's Christian education. And you, if you're a Christian, mm-hmm. you should want this education. And I don't understand anyone who doesn't. But again... It's not forced upon anyone. You, as you yeah. know, Khadija, I've been doing these classes for 22 years. Yeah. And uh, oh I will well, continue to do these classes for 22 years more, if God allows. Mm. It's a revolving door because you're going to get that. You're going to get the people that you know, jump in wholeheartedly. Yes. And they realize your work, because it really is. It's, you, you know what? I tell the sisters that come to the class, I say... Um, well, you think God is supposed to just open the door for you to heaven? You're just supposed to walk on in? That's exactly what they think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, the topic of these conversations that we're having that I'm having with all of my um, my faithful um, men and women who I'm going to speak to, men and women of faith, it's yeah. faith without works is dead. You can't yes. be a man or a woman of faith and, and think that there's no work to be done. Yeah. There, there is a work to be done. And that's all of us. Some of us need to understand that maybe all you were given was a husband to love. Well, then you should love your husband with all your heart and soul. And if you're lucky enough and blessed enough to have children, well, then you got another role. Let's love our children. Let's 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 raise our children up to love God. That's true. Right. And yeah, and if we continue to be blessed and, and God put friends and relations in our pathway, then we should try to be the best that we can be for them. Yes, you're an example. That's another way what we call um, dawa, which is um, conveying, you know, inviting somebody to what's good. Um, one way of doing that is just by your actions. Yes. You know, somebody get curious about, okay, so what would you believe? Even with my Christian brothers and sisters, they see, like for instance, Carolyn, your, your presence alone would, you know, make people question, like, how are you practicing? Yeah. How, how, uh, what, what you doing that I ain't doing? Because you you look wholesome and righteous and pious. Well, I'm <laughs> constant. I'm constantly asked that anyway. Mm-hmm. And I've had women tell me I could never do the things that you do. Yes, you can. Yes, yes. you can if you put your heart toward it. Yeah, that's yes, me. you can. Okay, I made a decision in my life a long time ago, and when I made that decision in my life a long time ago, I prayed and I asked the Lord to give me the strength to live up to the choices that I made. And every single morning I ask for that strength. And every single day I'm moving that strength. So yeah. I'm living by the choices that I made in my life. I made this choice a long, long time ago. And I have uh, wake up every day still on that same journey. But while I'm on this journey, I know that I am supposed to learn and and get as much as I can get from this life before I leave this life. Which is why I am always a willing um, student. I'm yes. always willing to learn. It doesn't matter how far you think you've come. You ain't gone far enough. No, not, no, no. Yeah. That's so true. And that's why I continue my education. I'm, I'm finishing my bachelor's in religion at University of Greensboro. 
And then uh, I'm transferring to a Sheka. We call a Sheka, which is a female scholar. Mm -hmm. She has a two-year course on the study of Islam. So I have, I'm, I'm going to continue to to learn so I can apply. Now, that, like you said, we believe that you, you have people. You can have somebody come in here right now because we believe in Hafiz and Quran. Those are people that can recite the Quran by memory, mm -hmm. um, but don't know how to act on it. So it's like, what's the purpose? You can recite that, and you don't even know what it means or how to implement it. Then what? It, we we taught in Islam, and this is in Christianity and in Judaism. The purpose of life, our whole purpose on this earth, is to worship God. Yes, yes. So put God first. Yes, it makes everything else um, just obsolete. You know, you like because your whole purpose, like you said, you wake up and you say, "Well, now how can I please my Lord today?" Exactly. How can I follow this path that He gave me the right way to make Him happy? You're not worried about nobody else. Exactly. Because <laughs> when you start worrying about everybody else, they become your gods. Exactly. Exactly. It's take away any desire in me that displeases you and yeah. help me to stay on the path that I chose. And I chose this yeah. path. And I'm aware that I chose this path. And um, we all need help along the way. And yeah. as I'm walking down through my journey, I'm I'm looking and I'm and I'm receiving what it is for me to receive my mother had this saying and i think you know it it's eat the meat and spit out the bones <laughs> yes <laughs> yes so it is a matter of taking in what you're supposed to take in and getting rid of all the stuff that that doesn't do you any good but it might do somebody else some good it's okay if you need to discard it because it's not what you need on your journey no and I learned that from my mom. And I have all these jewels that I got from my mother that I'm so grateful. I sat at my mother's feet, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the truth. Yes. <laughs> well, well, anyway, Khadija, <laughs> it was absolutely my pleasure to have this candid conversation with you. Yes. Oh, and please, uh, if you get a chance, um, when you... When you um, talk to the sisters if they want to learn anything about islam tell me feel free to join my site and contact me i have no problem talking because like i said so many families are intertwined yeah and people don't really know how to react to um muslims your sister's great at it though penny is great <laughs> okay well i i'm actually going to add your information that you shared with me on yep. my website if you don't mind um that will phone. give um individuals opportunity to check out what what you do and to reach out to you yeah because I, I found that like um a lot of people don't know this as well a muslim brother a man can marry because we all one faith a muslim um, a christian woman or a jewish woman they, they can marry them. So you have some sisters that is in our classes that are not uh, Muslim. They are Christians, but they are married to Muslim men. So they need, need to know certain things like what's, what they're supposed to do in Ramadan. How can they help them? You know, you, you know, the best thing to marry is a man that fears God. So if you marry a Muslim man that fears God, you want to make sure he's doing what he needs to do to stay in that 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 realm just like your sister that marries a, um a christian husband you want to make sure that he's in church and he's doing his studies and stuff to make sure he's staying in the fairness of god because if he fears god he's gonna do you right exactly absolutely i totally agree with that i totally agree with that and the same for the men uh you make sure that you 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 marry <laughs> this is what i told my son make sure yeah. she's a godly woman because <laughs> Amen. <laughs> that makes a big difference. A woman mm -hmm. who fears God is is going to do right by everybody. <laughs> Remember <laughs> what know? happened to Solomon? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. 
Yeah, so that's important too. All right, so we have come to the end of our um, candid conversation. I want to thank you once again, Khadija, for for joining me on this conversation. And um, I want you to come back another time so that we can um, talk again. Is that okay? I will enjoy that. Yes, ma'am. All right. Thank you. And we have come to the end of another episode. My name is Dr. Caroline Bethia Jones and I am your host. And just a little bit of information to give you about Sisters Helping Sisters in Christ Ministry. Sisters Helping Sisters in Christ Ministry is a 501c3 nonprofit mentoring ministry committed to forming a strong bond among women. For the purpose of encouraging, motivating, uplifting, strengthening, and empowering women to achieve their goals. This ministry works toward excellence through biblical studies, spiritual awareness, empowerment classes, and life-building workshops. This program was developed to encourage, uplift, educate, and empower women who have a desire to change their lives. All levels are welcome to attend. Hope to see you again next time with another edition of Real Talk with Real People, a candid conversation with Dr. Caroline Thea Jones. See you soon.